one more? All right. Then shut up. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get this cracking right here, right at the bat, dude. Okay, Jeez. so what's up, man? The the long awaited don't do anticipation. That. Don't do that. Of the man. Don't do the legend. Don't do that. <laughs> ALR. This is his, only his second solo interview since becoming a world-renowned podcaster. Before there was the Dose Chunkies podcast. Before it was the ALR GPA podcast. <laughs> and before it was the ALR 760 photography podcast. There was ALR the man. Ladies and gentlemen, ALR. <laughs> Albert Luis Rodriguez. Okay, so I have a question here. And we're going to start this off with some controversy, dude. I'm going to have to. Um, oh, shit. So... Uh, this is a very pressing and serious topic that's going on in the world today. Um, I've been seeing it on YouTube. I've been watching it on the news. Um, okay. There's different forums and chat rooms that are talking about this. And I have to know, what do you think? And while you're, while you give me your answer, I'd like you to look it up on um, your computer as well. And this is my question. What is it? Was in sync. Bigger than the Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. Who was bigger? Yeah. And, 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 and you better, like, you can say more famous because if you type in who was bigger, you might get a whole different answer on Google, bro. So just got to be careful. I didn't careful learn from that, dude. This, this is a family friendly show. Okay. You okay. Got kids. Uh... You got kids over there, dude. So just careful. You got the uh, 95 killer all right over your shoulder. Behind. So on that, with that being said, uh, on the technical level, Backstreet Boys sold more albums, but NSYNC created a star even bigger than both of them put together. How many number one hits did the NSYNC have versus the Backstreet Boys? <clears throat> let's let's, yeah. let's start there. That that's usually a yeah. That's the, a, how that's many the number story one right there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that is a good question. How many number? Just letting you know, dude. I don't know if I can keep this up the entire show. What do you mean? The forehead? Kind of like floating. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trading water, dude. Look. Look, dude. Look, look, look. I'm trading water. here it's not um just put how many number one hits the backstreet boys have i don't know why it's not giving me you're filling as information tech dude you're 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 information central here dude i'm looking it up here i'm trying to type how many number one hints did hints Okay, here we go. How many number one hits? Uh, I don't think they had that much. Backstreet Boys didn't have that much, I don't think. No, dude. They only had... Dude, it doesn't... It doesn't tell me that shit. What the fuck? 
Well, how many hits in Sinkow? Let me see here. I'm going on. Damn, it's not telling me. I don't know where you're finding it. It's not how many. Oh, here we go. How many so Backstreet nine? Boys never had a number one hit. What? So they just said. I don't know what you're looking on, dude, but you might be looking at the wrong one, bro. I just put how okay. many number one hits did Insync have? And it says zero. Oh, it, Backstreet Boys have zero. And Insync, it doesn't tell me how many. Watch how you doing. You're slow, bro. I'm done. And not Instinct. Insync. Uh, it says that 18 singles yeah 18 singles but only number it says it's gonna be me was one of their main hits. they had three they had, they had one number one hit or yeah one number one hit only one could you yeah so so all that are you saying all that um all that hype was just for one all that hype so, was just for one hit so there was controversy right there was controversy with the dude that put them out he he manipulated and did some weird shit to the point where he was like embezzling money and shit so he got he got his empire empire ticket from him who did um lou per the guy's name was lou perlman uh-huh so he was in charge of like nsync he was in charge of backstreet boys he was in charge of like 98 degrees he was in yeah. charge of alr's early career <clears throat> Um, but, but, um, (laughs) yeah, so he's like, if you look him up, he's like, he, he, he he got indicted on some kind of fucking like fraud. I think I I know who you're, I think I know who you're talking about. He did the, was it O-Town? He he did that first show, Making of the Band, the season, first season. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I bring this up is that ALR is a man of many tastes and of many, many flavors. Yeah. He is a very big boy band fan. And that's why I answered, asked this question because ALR was curious to know for me. So I was like, hey, let's share it with the people, man. Fucking dope, dude. It's going to so, be me. So here, by popular demand, dude, the long awaited. Oh, let me do the intro, though, first. Let me do the intro. Welcome to Anchor. Let me let me explain. It doesn't work no more, fool. They don't, we don't get <laughs> so shit. So what up, from- man? Dude, oh, what's shit. up? So what's cracking, Doc? How you been? Uh, I recuperating. <clears throat> Came down sick. COVID. And uh, luckily, it wasn't as severe. Uh, I was vaccinated, I guess, because that's why, you know, I guess that's right. why I didn't get very sad. Very uh, upset. <laughs> <laughs> very. I didn't get very bad. He's very sad. But I'm good now, man. It was uh, it was kind of scary when I first found out I had it, you know, my baby and all that, and my family. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think the second day was the worst. Uh, massive headache and it's just fucking horrible. And then, uh, yeah, dude, I watched. Um, I know we haven't. I know we haven't recorded, but I watched Cobra Kai. Yeah, um, me too. That shit was off the chain, so we don't want to spoil it for nobody. So we'll just keep it at that. And if, um, and if you haven't watched it yet, we're only going to give you to the next show, and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're just going to so go. So you have two more weeks after this to be able to catch up. Catch sure. up. Catch up or catch up, dude. So, um, yeah. But yeah, dude, how about yourself, man? How you doing? How you feeling? Uh, you know, family, a couple of my family members of mine have COVID. Yeah. And uh, 
Are they well now? We're dealing. We're dealing with all that. They, they're good, dude. It's just the test that they're positive. So, um, yeah. I'm not sad. <laughs> I'm not sad. Um, but I will say this, dude, and I, I shared this with you. I know, like people finding out they have it, they kind of freak out. Um, yeah. But you can't worry about tomorrow. You got to worry about today. Tomorrow yeah. will take care of itself. Focus on, on on you know getting your body the healthy shit that it needs. And get rest and drink water and stay hydrated and pump yourself full of vitamins. And yeah. Get geez. back to 100, you know? Get back yeah. to 100. So I read something and it made a lot of sense. So it says, uh, hey, there's no shame in having COVID. It's a highly contagious virus. There is, there is shame in having COVID. There is shame in having COVID. Not telling people you've been around and or continuing to hang out with people while knowing, while knowingly sick with with a highly contagious potentially daily virus that's the shame shameful part like if you know you have it or you think yeah. you have it take extra Stay precautions at home. yeah because i i wouldn't like you know if you trusted person that you bring around like oh shit they were sick and you knew it you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> i can't take you fucking serious dude. <laughs> i'm floating bro I'm, I'm on my back dude look at look i'm floating in the water dude that's how i look i'd be in the pool like what up dog so what's up, man? So no. last episode, and a lot of people reached out about this. Last episode, man, you say you want to interview me, man. Really, there's not really nothing much you interview. Yeah, there is. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Oh, How you doing man. today, brother? I am good. All right, so tell me a little bit about yourself, dude. Where were you born? Are you a native San Diegan or, or you know, where, 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 what's your origins, dude? Where are you, where are you from? Oh, um, well, I come from a lost tribe. <laughs> no, just fucking with you. Man, I was born in uh, 1983. Uh, dude, I don't know. Don't get to... too personal, dude, because people might hack your fucking personal information. Yeah, I, I don't know. Open how up a to... credit card in your name. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't gonna get shit. Um, I was born in San Diego, the 80s. Um, born at a UCSD. After that, I lived in uh, UCSD and what Hillcrest, the Hillcrest Hospital, the Hillcrest Hospital. Um, yeah. I was born at Mercy. Or were you? Mercy. Mercy. Damn, that's dope, fool. Oh, geez. The geez. Where's Mercy at? Hillcrest, right across the street, dude. It's like down. It's like, you know how they have those two hospitals in Hillcrest? One of them is UCSD and that one was Mercy. Oh, okay. Okay. Was it a snowy day? Snowy, I don't know. Cold day? No, but yeah, man, I was born in uh, UCSD. After that, I went to go live in, uh, I lived in La Colonia, Eden Gardens, till like I was about eight or nine. After that, I my mom moved us down to uh escondido bro where i stayed you know most most of my life till about you know shit dude till i was maybe about in my 20s 25 then i moved up upper county to vista and uh i've been here ever since bro shit so tell, tell us a little bit about your childhood um did you have both parents not have both parents Nah, man. Um, unfortunately, uh, it was just my mom and my sister. Uh, my dad, I never met him, so it was just me and my sister all this whole time. So, are you the oldest or are you the youngest? I am actually the youngest. I'm the youngest okay. one out of the batch. Okay. Yeah, man. It was just uh, just me, my mom's, and my sister, bro. Um, just us three, and there were some struggles. You know what I mean? Of, you know, with every upbringing, bro. Uh, growing up without a dad. You know shit like that yeah. being like being real resentful um i had a stepdad though um i had a stepdad he was cool uh from what i remember from him he was he treated me well um 
I don't remember how long he was with my mom for, but I remember they split up, and I only saw him once after that, and after that, I never saw him again. So, okay, my childhood was like uh, just mostly me and my mom, and then you know how it goes, like when you don't have nothing at home. My mom was working like you know the long nine to five jobs back in the day, and where else do you have to go but the streets? You know what I'm saying? So, so did you feel like a sense of like anger, like fuck this, fuck everybody, fuck the world, or was it like? Yeah, I, I gotta did. sit here and try to be the man of the house because <sighs> I'm the man. I'm the only guy here. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't ever think about it like that. Um, I mean, till this day, you know, like how are what is like how to how to be a man? You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish it came with like with a with a guidebook to guide you how to be a better man, how to be a better father. And um, but at that time, I didn't. I was just real angry. I was always just, you know, knucklehead out there running around and didn't really have a care. Um, yeah. But I did. I was real resentful towards like not having a dad. And resentful, like, what do you mean by resentful? Like, like, like I used to see my friends, you know, always being out with their families and their dad always being around them. Because <clears throat> to, to a young children, their dad is like their hero. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you don't have that at home, it fucks you up. But sometimes, either, I don't know what's worse, having it at home or not having it at all. So I don't know how it would have turned out. Sometimes I say to myself, like, oh, if I would have had my dad, I would have turned out to be a better man. But I can't I can't say that because I don't know how I would have, my relationship with him would have been. So, <clears throat> you know, after a while, you know, I hated, you know, hated Father's Day, just shit like that. And yeah, we, grew, we grew up, like, poor. Not, not poor, bro, but my mom just made enough just to have a roof over our head and you know, like when I used to go to school, I used to look forward to the lunches at school because it was better than what I had at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we grew up, you know, I didn't have, I, I back in the days, I grew up with, you know, the secondhand clothing, um, you know, handy downs, you know, you know, flea markets, stuff like that. So I didn't have, I didn't have anything growing up. And I think that fucked me up uh-huh. as, as I'm older now. Because if I have one thing, I want it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that fucked me up in the long run um, to be more humble. And because, you know, when I was young, I see everybody had everything, you know, they had their Nintendos and everything at home. And I used to go back home and be like, Fuck, man, I, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got none of this. Like, And I used to get mm-hmm. kind of, I used to be mad at my mom, like, how come I can't have none of this? Or yeah. it's just, but then it got to the point to where I, start hanging with a new group of friends where that shit didn't matter i didn't matter if i had that shit at home you know what i mean it would just matter what time you're gonna come kick it with us and just fucking go wild out in the streets you know what i mean so so as your time as your time as a, as a young during that time frame so say from the time you were born so probably like you're 10 years old mm-hmm. you didn't have any kind of male male uh role model even if it meant to be like one of your good friends had their dad and your and he, he looked out for you or did you have anything like that I, I did but it was real like it wasn't it was like did i ever have i no to be honest with you no i had it was mostly like i had my friends and their brothers would always watch out you know what i mean watch gotcha. out for us their dads gotcha. were i had a lot of friends their dads weren't around either um funny story bro i turned eight years old and um i remember my stepdad had broken up with my mom already it was it was ugly but i remember bro <clears throat> when i was eight he came by for my birthday i dude i remember this shit vividly but like it just happened today 
<clears throat> I remember I turned eight years old and he came to pick me up and uh, he took me and he bought me a bike and I was so fucking excited. I rode, I was like hauling ass and I, w- I would stop and wait for him. And I, f- I hauled ass home, got home. I was so excited to fucking be honest because I got a brand new bike. You know what I mean? And um, I remember I walked up the stairs. He helped me take my bike upstairs. And I remember him saying like, oh, okay, hey man, I want you to take care of this bike, take care of your mom. And I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. I'll come back and visit you. And uh, last time I ever saw him, bro never saw him again and come to find out i found this years back that he actually had passed away um right after that or just recently uh just recently maybe about about three four years ago i found out he passed away because he still kept in contact with my godmother and her daughters and that's how i found out because that's funny thing that's funny thing my godmother's daughter her kids go to my kid's school Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So he passed away, bro, and I never saw him again. So like, do you, my think, last... do you think there was like another reason between him and your mom that she probably there was that kind of disagreement that you don't know? Because you know, as kids, dude, like there's certain details we don't know because we we're kids. At least that's how it was when we were, I was growing up. Yeah, you I know think what I'm saying what broke what broke the camel's back was he was gonna beat the shit out of my sister, and that's my mom was like she wasn't having that, so. She kicked yeah. him out of, I remember one night After she kicked him out bro it, it was late at night bro And I was young fool. I was like 8 I remember I was 8 bro And uh, This is before the bike thing But I remember he was Pounding at the door Like crazy bro Trying to get in I was scared as fuck dude Like he was like bah, bah, bah. I remember fucking Knocking on the door Like let me in and shit Like It was just like Scary you know what I mean As a young kid um, And then after that A little bit of time I saw him And that's when I I don't remember if it was I, No it couldn't have been Because I, last time I saw him Was for my birthday So it was all before After that bro And um, Yeah bro I, ne- I never saw him again I, I, So you, so it's safe to say You know He had a little bit Of violent tendency And maybe your mom Was trying to protect you guys Told him Hey Don't come yeah. around here anymore You know yeah. honestly Yeah um, My mom kicked him out And we were kind of Living a little When he was there Because he would work My mom would work but So we kind of had I still didn't have the best stuff, but he he would take us out on the weekends and stuff like that. After that, it all stopped. Shit, yeah. we went through we went through a period. My mom was working. My mom used to work at Motel Six, bro. And uh, shit, it was a time full like she all I had was beans and rice for dinner because we have shit, dude. And beans and rice and Jesus Christ, homie. Yeah, so I remember my mom used because my it was a two bedroom and uh, my mom had to rent out the other room just so she could make the bills and stuff like that, dude. Like. I remember like on paydays and shit because back in the days um, i know when mom get paid she would take us out to burger king <laughs> uh, burger king you know whenever she got paid and we had money but it was, dude, a luxury, it was oh fuck yeah dude it was a fucking like the stuff that you take for granted now back then like fuck dude like that's it's big bro because yeah. it, it, it kind of like you kind of think about, i could get up right now and go get something to eat out there but back then i couldn't do that you know what i'm saying so that my childhood was, you know, I had ups and downs, but mostly it was just fucking psychological. Hey, so what happened to the bike? Oh, I flashed. I, I rode that bitch till it broke down. So you kept it for years? Oh, I kept it for years, bro. And I remember I used to have my little homie's brother used to go fix it for me because the brake pedals would the, the the pedals would fall off and they would get all stripped up and shit. So he would fix it for me. But I got older and I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I start hanging out with my homies more and you kind of forget that little stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Yeah, bro. So but let's talk. Let, let's talk about the years from like you're ten years old to your thirteen, right? Dude, that shit. Yeah. Yo, that shit was. Tell me about that, because that's yeah. like going from elementary school to, to junior, junior high or middle yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I remember. Uh, I switched. I switched schools like three times because we moved a lot. And then the final time we moved, I moved. I stayed where I ended up being. My neighborhood out there. And um, oh fucking junior high was wild, bro. You know, at first yeah. I went in not knowing. I'm like, fuck, man, because I start I I finished junior high, then I moved. So then I moved, and I started to start a new a new junior high. But after that, you know, you meet one person, da 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 da, and after that, fool, you know, shit's just wild, bro. Um, I was a horrible student. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting oh, yeah. into shit. I was getting into shit, man. I was always getting into shit, which bites me in the ass now. But um, it was fun. It was were you, fun. Were you, did, did you call yourself a horrible, horrible student because you didn't, you didn't apply yourself, or did you struggle with what you were learning? I didn't apply. My, I didn't apply myself. I was gotcha. more. I was more focused on friends and getting into trouble. Shit, I would get out of school and not even go home till like ten o'clock at night. 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night and my mom wouldn't be home you know what i'm saying my mm. sister used, it was at the point to where my sister worked too so i was home alone i was like mm. fuck man i ain't got nobody to come home to you know what i'm saying so this is all like junior middle uh elementary school to middle school yeah so elementary school middle school then my sister um she was she's about damn how old is my sister she's probably about six or seven years older than me um she met her boyfriend and they had kids and he was kind of like a father figure to me but that 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 I learned a lot. I learned a lot from him, but I learned a lot of bad from him. Yeah, like I'm not even gonna. I'm, bro. One time I got home and fucking taught me how to make a fucking pizzle. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. shit like that. And I remember I used to see him with a lot of money. I'm like, fuck, dude, where's this fool get all this money from? I want that shit, bro. And sure enough, one day, boom, boom, I get a knock on my door. Fucking, <clears throat> fucking cops are there just to raid the whole fucking house. So that was like my childhood too. Like I seen that shit. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like there's, there's consequences for all the bad shit that you do. And I remember I was a little scared, but then I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever, whatever happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of got the taste of that at a young age. And then, you know, the, the shit you see as a, as a, as a kid in junior high, you see fights, all this shit happens. So all this shit started happening at once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> my junior high year was just getting into shit i just remember i don't remember anything vividly about junior high but i just remember all the shit i got into that you know the friends that i had you know the friends that i still have that i've most of most of them have passed and due to you know street shit and i don't know man it's just the fucking it was just the wild ride so, bro. um so you're looking at what <clears throat> so you're born in 83 so by the time you're 10 it's like 93-ish. Yeah. Middle school is like mid-90s, 95, 96, 97. Safe yeah. to say? Yeah, safe what was to your say. Musical, yeah. what was, were you into music then? And if so, what was your musical soundtrack? Hell yeah, then? bro. Because music plays a big part in your life, bro. Like, I can oh, hear songs. For me personally, I can hear songs from that time of my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, end like of elementary, you, middle school. I Dude, it brings me back. Like when you first heard it, huh? You're like, oh, shit. I remember. Yeah, dude. When you first heard Backstreet Boys, dude, you're like, what? Fucking quit playing windmill. games with my heart. Windmill time, bro. Windmill type. You know windmill what I'm time. Dude, I remember that little line cutting <clears throat> your eyebrow right here. Speaking of that, my first, my very first, because I had a little radio with a cassette player on it. 
I remember the first one of the very first ones was Vanilla Ice. Mm. When he first came out. You know, he had that okay. Ice Ice Baby. Ice album. Ice Baby. And then after that, I remember LL Cool J's, bro. Which one? Um Mama said knock you out. Yeah, the, is that the one where he's like, did you see his fist in the in the cover? It's gray. And it's gray? It's like a black and gray Yeah. Black and gray. But all you see is his fist. Yeah, that's, that's Mama, Mama said knock you out. Yeah, I had that tape. My sister gave me that tape, and I used to play that shit front to back, bro. That and was a good album, bro. That was a really good album. Yeah, I used to play that shit like crazy because it's all I had. And then I started my – I had uh, some kid move downstairs, and his brother was older, but his brother used to slang cassettes. So that fool hooked me up with my – I had the Boys in the Hood soundtrack on cassette. Okay. I was like, dude, I remember. What was your favorite song on that? Dude, I, Ice that? Cube's first track. Well, how to survive oh, okay. at South Central? I thought you were gonna say the Tony, Tony, Tony song, dude. Just me and you, Ooh, baby. Hey, bro, no. I'm, not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Whenever I hear that soundtrack, it just brings back, just brings back memories. You know what I'm saying? But no those, doubt. that one, uh, it was uh, fuck, was it Easy E? I heard Easy E as well, but I, it was Easy Does It. Easy, it had been out already for some time, but um, all that shit, dude. I started getting into it more and more. I'm like, oh shit, what's this? And then you know, of course, you're Mexican, Mexican music. So was your neighbor downstairs that hooked you up with all that, or or yeah. kids in school or what? Nah, he hooked it up, and then at school, like, oh man, you you heard, you know, kids at school. Oh man, you heard this, you heard that. That's when you start coming with your easy ease. Um, <clears throat> but most what stood out for me the most was that Boys in the Hood soundtrack and the LL Cool J album. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, these dudes are spent something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Boys in the Hood had a good overall soundtrack, though. That soundtrack was good. You liked it overall? It had, yeah, I, I like the I like the non-rap songs on it. It was just a good fucking album. Very well put together, right? Mm-hmm. And Ice Cube's song is like, till this day, is like, it's still. Well, that's because it was Roger Troutman, uh, So Rough, So Tough. I mean, that was like, for me, that was every hood motherfucker in the neighborhood rapping to. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hell yeah, somebody finally did it. Oh, then That's I went what to the streets was bumping, homie. Then I remember my sister took me to go watch that movie, bro. Like, mm. <clears throat> to go watch the movie. And I was like, oh, shit. After that, I started watching, you know, like, those movies in the, like, Freddy Krueger's. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. <clears throat> I saw those movies at the movie theater, bro. That movie theater don't even exist no more. You know what I mean? So, my musical influences started early. You know, Boys in the Hood. Oh, <laughs> you got to laugh about this one. But I also used to bump the Ninja Turtle soundtrack. Oh shit! I never heard it because I was a big. Huge... Except for Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. That's because they had uh, Vanilla Ice, bro. Bro, I heard that uh, that soundtrack. I had it in cassette as well. Um, that was like one of my favorite because I had a whole bunch of different. It had a MC Hammer too. It had an MC Hammer mm-hmm. track in there. But all those movies, all those soundtracks were kind of like my, you know. Just I grew up with it, and then you know yeah. I had your, I had those bookies. You know my mom used to listen to that. The Meradios, my sister. So that's when it started being like a big part of my life. Yeah, but this is we're talking about like that's their music. This is your music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But then I started listening to that music as well, but not as much. I was kind okay. of actually embarrassed to listen to that type of music. Yeah, I don't know why. Did but... you do? Were you waiting for your chance to be part of Manuela? <clears throat> oh, dude, I was waiting. I never got the chance, bro. I was kind of sad about it. We're all still waiting, dude. We're all still waiting for a chance, dude. It might need a, need, need a feeling. Yeah, fool. But that was like, you know, for my childhood, for mostly me, it's like that I remember. It's like LL Cool J and, you know, Ice Cube, Easy E, NWA. 
Vanilla Ice. Yeah, so <laughs> Vanilla Ice was a hit. Who? Oh, I know. So, and you know what I remember? In, was it 93 or 94? I think Mariah Carey, too. Mariah Carey was that. Mariah Carey, she was earlier than that. No, but the one that I remember, she had a. Uh, That's when she got all her hip hop, her hip hop shit going. Dream lover, fool. Yeah. And um. <laughs> who else? Uh. <laughs> Insane in the brain, brain. Cypress Hill. In the membrane. You remember that shit? Oh yeah, Let's dude. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm quite older <clears throat> than you. Yeah. So when those songs were coming out, dude, I was like. 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. You know what I remember too? Tupac, I get around. I think it was 93, 94. Yeah. That was 94. Yeah, I remember all that, bro. Like, bro. That was a Janet, good album. Hey, bro, Janet Jackson. That's the way Ooh, it's okay. Yeah. So I remember all I listened to the radio. I remember recording. Remember how you could record? You cover yeah. the two little gaps on top and then you record. <laughs> Dude. That was, but that, well, that was most of my just learning music, just bringing it all in. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is what's going, cool this is what's not. But hey, don't get nervous, dude. Okay, yeah, yes. I know you're ner- the nervous. The nerves are over now. Dude, I'm now sweating, I'm gonna get bro. into some gritty stuff. Here, here, here's the gritty stuff. I'm sweating. Bro. So, everybody that I've met in my life, dude, honestly, uh-huh. it always seems that when it hit the age, like 13 years old, that's like a turning point in their life. Time. You know why? Because I discovered women. <laughs> so, but I mean, I mean, for me, it was a turning point in my life. Yeah. A lot of my homies, 13 years old, was a turning point in their life. Let's yeah. talk about when you turned 13. What changed for you in your personal life? And, and what, was, what, was some, what was one of the biggest things that, that happened to you when you turned 13? 13, dude. Um, shit. But one of the biggest things... Uh, was I? Th- I was thirteen. I became a. I became a dad at a very young age, bro. At thirteen, I thought you said fourteen. No, yeah. fourteen. I don't even remember no more. But I was real young, bro. Bro, I couldn't even work yet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even work yet. But so uh, I gotta ask this, dude. I definitely have to ask this because I know when I was thirteen, I was not trying to be a dad. Right. Yeah, I already yeah. knew that if I was gonna slip it in, I needed to slip it on. Yeah. Did you even think about that, or was just like, "Hey, let me try this," and first try, it's over. Fuck no, I, I really didn't think about it, bro. I was kind of like, you, a, "Was like first try, and you were dead." Nah, nah, nah. I, I would have. Oh, so you had it went on for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I would have had more children. For <laughs> damn, it's kind of like that easy eat thing. You know what I mean? So, so when <clears> you <throat> found out when the person came to you and said, "Hey, I'm praying I'm gonna be, a, you're gonna be a dad." What is going through the mind of a 13 and 14 year old kid at that time? I was like, <clears throat> oh shit. What the fuck did I just do? Was she your age or older? <clears throat> younger. A year. A year younger than me. Mm, okay. So you're yeah. both little. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck, dude. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? And I was going, to, I was actually being homesteaded at the time because my sister pulled me out of school. So mm-hmm. I was being homesteaded because I was getting into even more trouble. So I guess that shit didn't work out for me. You know what I mean? And then I remember I was going to at, at that at that point I did start putting a little bit more effort into school because I had to get a work permit. Mm-hmm. So I remember got a work permit, bro, and I actually got away without working without a pro 
permit to attend my break. I turned 18 because whenever they would ask me for my work permit, I'd be like, oh, shit, I forgot it. You know, this it wasn't like back now where everything's online. You know, everything you have to get it signed and shit like that. So I worked, bro. I think that's what saved me. I worked. My first son was born and in the process, I lost a lot of friends. So I was like, fuck, I don't know if it everything happens for a reason. So. So let's go. Let's go back real quick, though. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You find out. You, you find out you're you're going to be a dad. Yeah. You say it's an oh shit. Yeah. What the fuck did I just a, do? Moment. A very big oh shit. Oh shit! What the fuck did I just do? Moment. Move, yeah. uh, you know, moment. Yeah. Who helped you say, "Hey, let me go get a job," or who helped you make the decision that, "Hey, let's stay in school and focus"? Did Did you have any guidance at that point, or is it something you had to figure out on your own? I something I had to figure out on my own. I had to go. And pre- I had to go in prison and tell myself, tell them the parents, like, hey, because you know, first the first reaction, like, oh, get rid of it, nah, nah, nah shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, Hell no. Even though I was young, I was like, hey, nah, that ain't gonna happen and shit. So my. Ass, so you, you told know, the parent. You told her parents that she was pre- she was pregnant. Yeah, I had to. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I was scared as fuck. I bet. I was, but I'm scared was, right now. Look. Shit. I'm not even trying scared, to be in the picture, fool. homie. Like. Shit, I was scared as fuck, but I got a job. I remember before I was going to work at Did Burger you go on King. a solo or did your mom or sister go with you? On solo. What did the par- what was the parents reaction? They were pissed, like super pissed and of course how any parent would be, you know what I mean? Did she um, have both parents or was it just yeah, the mom you were telling? Yeah, both. Okay. Yeah, both. Did the dad and, look at you like he wanted to fucking destroy you? Yeah, fool like. Yeah. What the fuck you do? I I did, I was scared as fuck. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, you know what I mean? Um I was like, "Holy shit, man, what am I going to do?" So all I remember all these homies like you know, homies talking like, fuck, you know, my oldest homies would be working because they got kids and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, man. All right, fuck it. Got to get on the job grind. And I, for, I didn't even know how to look for a fucking job, bro. It was different than it was now. It was different. And back then you go. Hey, from, hey, hey, ex- explain the audience, the younger audience and how how different finding a job and applying for a job was. Back then to There's get a, a thing job. Called paper involved. Newspaper classifieds. Yep. I don't know if in your all paper. I don't know if in your area over they had penny saver. Yep. Yeah, they had penny saver and then the newspaper. Go under classified, circle that bitch, and walk or take the bus. I used to ride my bike. There was also, if I remember, was it Sunday? The Sunday paper. Yeah. One day of the week had the biggest section for uh, the help wanted section. Sunday, bro. Sunday paper. So. I remember I looked and looked everywhere for, and a lot of places would look at me like, "The fuck you doing, getting a job this young?" You know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna be a dad." You know what I mean? They're like, "What kind of places were you applying to? Like all fast food places?" Yeah, fast food places. I was actually, trying to be like a doctor right off the top, or what yeah, was? Yeah, I deal? was trying doctor to be Doctor Patel. Fool. I remember. There you go. I remember I applied at Burger King, and I actually got it. And I actually got it. But I was in was the, that the other old shit moment you had in your life? I know. Because <laughs> I remember when I first got a job, dude, it was like, oh shit, I got a fucking job. Now what? I do. How am I gonna How am I gonna get there? <laughs> <laughs> what was your first research job? Don't tell me it was at the liquor store. Nah, dude. Like my first paying job was construction with my dad. Fuck. I did concrete. Was that what your grandfather used to do? Did that no, with my dad. My dad was oh. a cement mason. He was a musician at night and a cement mason during the day. Ooh, dude. So he had a skill, bro. Cause yeah, my dad was my head. My dad was one of the, one of the baddest cement masons in San Diego. Because nobody could and do he, it. And, 
Nobody can. And he worked with the best. And he worked with the best. So back to you though. What? You get the job at Burger King. No, I, I, I. Yeah, you could say say have it your way. You could say I had the job at Burger King because I remember my homie went with me, bro, and he got hired. (laughs) Did they tell you you can have it your way? (laughs) Yeah. They put us in the back room, like a fucking. It was like part of the kitchen, but they had TVs there and shit. So it'd be like a fucking eight-hour fucking orientation fool. Oh, they're trying to program you like some telemarketer shit, huh? They're trying to sell you some timeshare shit, huh? <laughs> Me and my you sign up today, you can get a free fucking flight to Vegas. I told my homie it was because it was in the morning. We had to get there in the morning, and they gave us breakfast. So I was like, by the time almost lunch, fool, I was like, man. Fuck this And my homie's like Nah food chill They're gonna give us free They're gonna give us lunch So If we wanna dip We'll dip after lunch You know what I'm saying So <laughs> You guys are schemers dude I remember I got like The fucking biggest meal Like the double Fucking whopper And shit like that I finished eating food Cause I knew we were gonna dip So we were out in the front eating Cause back then They used to have like The playground area <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> I fucking scarfed my food down bro <laughs> And I'm like dude I'm fucking out of here <laughs> And I got up food and I left my homie right there <laughs> Is he still working there? <laughs> no oh, Okay and We fucked he up and he's like super general manager now He's <laughs> no, like what the fuck dude <laughs> We better leave separate, bro. Cause it's gonna look weirder leaving at the same time. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, "Man, I'm dead." All right, I'm going first, then. I remember. I remember that was that was we didn't have phones back then. So the Burger King was right across the street from a Rite Aid. I remember I got in my bike and I went across the street and I was just there watching, waiting for that food to come out. Were you like trying to see, throw your hands up? Like, what up, fool? I'm right here, dog. Let's go. What the part? He saw me cross because he was still eating. <laughs> oh, you left him when he was mid, mid-meal, huh? I ate my chest up, dog. That's I know that he's gonna, blooded, he's gonna listen to this, bro. And I told him, "Is this your homie?" Yeah, my homie? homie. Yeah, I'm like, "Hey, fool, each man for itself, dog." <laughs> <laughs> Cold blooded. How long did did he stay there? Or he left that day too. No, he, he left too. <laughs> oh, okay. But I remember oh, he God. got out. I did exactly what you said. We're like, something like this, cross street, like this, like, well, pull me. <laughs> hey, uh, so. He was pulled out. There's more to the story. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Let's go. The fool was pissed. Dog. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I told your ass to hurry up, bro. I'm like, but anyways, I'm going to go apply at this grocery store right here. I'm going to say, man, fuck that, dude. I'm, I'm not ever going to apply for a job with you ever again, dog. <laughs> he got stuck eight hours and a half. He left, dog, and I went to apply. And I actually got the job on the spot, fool. <laughs> the grocery store? Yeah. Did you tell him, hold on, let me go park my bike and bounce out too? Like, hey, two jobs no, today. Hey, you picture this, right? Because you know you did it too. You pull up to the liquor store, grocery store, anywhere. You ride your bike, you just set it down on the side and leave it there. You walk in. Right? Right in front of the sliding door? <laughs> yes. Did someone asked you to move it. Like, you can't walk around it or what? Like, what's happening? Can't see here? What's going on? 
Yeah, fool. <laughs> I walked into that grocery store, fool. I was, I was dressed, but like baggy pants, shit like that. The big shirt. I showed up to the fucking orientation like that because I had nothing else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ALR is catching his breath. I remember my homie's brother let him borrow some shoes. <laughs> They're the ones. <laughs> They're the ones, bro. If your lawyer shirts up with those shoes and those pants, you're going to jail for. <laughs> Oh shit, some khaki pants and some fucking, and some Mervin shoes, huh? The Mervin brown shoes with the holes around the edge, dude? Was it like that? I remember I was wearing solos. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it showed up, fool. And I'm like, <laughs> some lady, some white lady was right there. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> I, I, I saw the sign that you guys are hiring out there. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I didn't even know how to fill out an application that good. And then she's like, so bottom line, cut the story short, I got the job. She's like, well, positions? You're like, I like oh, I like them all. <laughs> <laughs> all positions. <laughs> Salary desired? <laughs> I'm a butcher. I'm going to be a butcher. Salary desired? One million dollars. <laughs> One million an hour. Yeah, but I got the job full. I became a gr- uh, courtesy clerk. So and, you were a banger. Uh, yeah, that shit was fun too. That's where I met my homeboy Corey, the one that just passed away. Oh, okay, rest in peace. You rest in peace to him. That's <clears throat> I met him there full after that. We came tight as fuck, fool. Um, um how long did you work at the grocery store? Yeah, bro, I worked there for for like I remember mm, I'm gonna say Is like it because four, of you they got a bike rack, dude? <laughs> four years, bro, and then I got promoted to meat department, bro. Hey, is it, is it near me? Is it because you they got a bike rack because they got tired of you like having your bike right there in the middle of the walkway? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I worked there till I got promoted to a meat department. I got promoted. I was a butcher. Okay. And then I how's that? Bike. How how is that? Listen, so I've said this time and time again, and I have someone that I work with. They butcher their own meat. Yeah. And. From what he says and from what I've seen, if we had to butcher our own meat like they did back in the day, there'd be a lot less consumption of red meat and other meats. Oh fuck yeah, dude. It was nasty. so Yeah, so let's let's talk about being a butcher, homie. I, I, I wasn't actually I didn't jump in to be a butcher right away. But you're around nasty ass meat and things was, getting cut up and shit. I, I was that motherfucker that would have to make like the fucking like the displays up front. Yeah. <clears throat> I met a lot of people at that grocery store, so I had homies. Well, that was cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I got promoted, so I had to make like all the fucking displays up front, like the marinades, the fucking shish kebabs, the meatloaf. So was this like a regular grocery store, or was it like a mercado? No, it was a grocery like store. Nah, tortillas, fuck no, this was they like have a, a fucking tortilla. Yeah, the tortilla maker right next to the pan dulce rack. Nah, fool, nah, it was the opposite, okay. bro. It was like a fucking white upper collar like, store. Like, was it like bonies? Higher than that. It was like a higher because they had like all the fucking types of wines and. Also, it was Henry's. They used to, major market. I'll say it. They, people know. Look at, look at that. Look. look at that. Look. Yeah, like high end, like pinky shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so Sprouts. Higher than Sprouts. The motherfuckers okay. had everything from fucking everything. Trees. 
no not trees branches branches they had just like uh international whole shit, foods. you know inter- whole, whole foods. foods whole foods international shit all types of cuts of meat it's like that shit like that <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're in charge of displaying the meat homie yeah dude then my homie got promoted too and it was him too and then he got promoted to to the to the meat department but they threw that food in the seafood department <laughs> You're in the meat department in charge of the display. He was in the seafood department, dog. Oof. Somebody worse, dude. I remember I had an old Dodge Neon fool. They look like eggs. Yeah. That's nasty, dude. We used to have to close. And I used to hurry up, fool, just fucking hurry up and close. We like, let's go out kicking somewhere, fool. I remember my other homie showed up at work to wait for us. <laughs> so we both got in the car. I'm like, let's get out of here. I remember my homie told my homeboy Corey, he's like, yo, fool, we ain't gonna go out nowhere, fool. When you smell like a fucking aquarium, dog. Oh, yeah, because it does have like even you, even you would smell like like fucking carne asada preparada, homie. Like used to have to wear, you know, like the chef coat, the yeah. Put your coats, those big white ones. Mm-hmm. They're like a doctor. All I needed was a black belt. <laughs> Ice. <laughs> that shit was fun to be. <laughs> so did you guys use machinery or did you guys use the actual, use actual knives and shit? Actual knives. Did <laughs> you remember. have someone train you like what to do? Because there's a proper way to Oh yeah, they trained, us, they trained us. Yeah. I remember one time some lady walked up to me and she's like, yeah. <laughs> I remember my manager was like some straight fucking guy from Texas. <laughs> and some lady comes up to me, she's like, Do you have any Canadian bacon? <laughs> Canadian bacon and I turned around and I looked at him like yo, yo what's Canadian bacon <laughs> you're like he's like give her some ham I remember he got mad and he slammed the knife on the ground <laughs> <laughs> he went to go get he went to go get the Canadian bacon I was in the back I'm like dude why'd you have to throw the knife down like that just a fucking question, bro. I don't know what the fuck Canadian bacon is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's he, hilarious. He goes in, he grabs, he's like, this is regular Canadian. bacon. This is Canadian bacon. There's a so what's the difference? difference? What's the difference? What, what, cut, what cut does it come from? I don't fucking know. Regular bacon comes from the pork belly. Yeah, the Canadian what from a, somewhere somewhere in Canada. comes from Canada. <laughs> but the Canadian bacon is like a fucking... It was like a fucking, like, a circular, like, a little sausage patty. And then real bacon comes in strips. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I remember one time. <laughs> I got to... <laughs> I 
Easy, bro. We don't need you to pass out. Oh, no, it's just so ah. funny, bro. Bring back so many memories. I should, I should have to be there at 7.15 in the morning. <laughs> this was the weekend. <laughs> There's no managers. <laughs> I come in. I'm starting to fucking put my chef coat on. And I look. And the freezer door is open. <laughs> and I see smoke. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> These motherfuckers. Set up a little portable grill inside the fucking freezer. <laughs> They're grilling meat in the freezer, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Man, we're hungry, dude. <laughs> That's stupid, dude. But they did cook it. it was pretty fucking good. Hey, so I got a question. Those those barber barber butcher jackets. <laughs> The butcher jackets you guys were were you in charge of like cleaning those yourself or did you have to like no they were sending cleaning off. service oh, okay because yeah. I'd be like trying to come over trying to clean some bloody clothes and your your hair pieces like the hell are you killing out there go back to bed mom <laughs> go back to bed. <laughs> I used to get those I used to wear those rain boots oh yeah like galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> so that whole clowning around I was doing at my homie because he was in the seafood department. They switched us. Oh, you got you got turned it on. They put me on seafood. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting it, huh? Get it? We're cutting it. The first time, they had a fucking lobster and crab tank pool. Oh shit. <laughs> I remember I had to go get a fucking lobster for the first time and it turned around. <laughs> I to get a lobster. I'm like, how the fuck do I grab this? And the hey, guy that shit's scary though, right? He did the John Claude Van Damme fool with the coin. But the shit's scary. Like, yeah, but they were rubber band. But I don't give a shit. I they remember, move. I remember I turned around fool, to look back at the the butcher shop and my homie was right there, fool, just going like this. <laughs> Like you got this, bro. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, bro, that shit was fun, bro. Like that was a great big So you worked there for how long? From from like fourteen to what? I was like fourteen. So I was like nineteen, twenty. Okay. That's when And then so you, you had your first kid. Yeah. At fourteen. When was how long was it before you had your second one? So my son was born what? 2001? Early 2001. And then my second son was born 2003. So I didn't oh, wait. So you had him. Back to back. So back to back. From the same, from the same girl? Yeah. <laughs> Your face. Okay. You're like, fuck. Well, I, I can't say that because my, my two others are like, they're 19 months apart. Yeah, see? And then son was born 2003. Then my daughter was born 2005. And that's the same. That's the same yeah. girl. Different. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Yeah, same. But um, and most of them, like you could say, from that period, from when I got that job, till I left that place, that was like a big part of my life, bro. Mm-hmm. Because I became real tight with my homie, with my friend. Like, went through a lot of shit together. Um, you know, 
I was homeless for a bit, um, starved, you know, just the shit that motherfuckers get into. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I still, I still maintain, bro, to fucking keep my job. And I don't know, bro. Like I, I just remember all that, and it, it sometimes it makes me happy, but it sometimes makes me sad because I went through a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then after that, I just started like I was just a big knucklehead still, and I needed to be well grounded, but still didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know I mean? So going, going during, that, during that <clears throat> during that time, did drugs or anything? Did your drugs? Oh yeah, yeah. Coming big, to play there. Oh yeah, a lot, bro. A lot. Even before that, just you know, getting fucking smoking bloods and shit like that, getting high. But then that's through that time of that when I was working at that grocery store, like they got more heavier and heavier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like my first Father's Day, you no, know, I wasn't with my son. I was out there getting fucking wasted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <clears throat> Yeah, bro, that, that played a lot, a big part, a big, big, big part, because it was, like, heavy. You were, like, those, uh, like, those weekend warriors, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yep. And then you become an everyday soldier all of a sudden, you didn't yeah. realize when it happened. It becomes to that day, to, like, <laughs> me, me personally, me personally, I was getting high on my brakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was getting high on brakes. But yeah, it became to the point where I was, like, I'm, like, oh, fuck, what am I doing here? Like. I was out and about instead of being home with my kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like I missed a big part of their childhood because I was too busy fucking out there running around being a knucklehead. Those are the times I used to tell you before I used to run down, fucking kick it in Highland, all over San Diego, shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not be get off work, get off work, not even go home. So drinking, drugs, it fucked me up. It fucked me up big time. Yeah, and it got me during to a lot time, of shit too. During that time, is that when you hooked up with Ruben in the commission, or did <clears> that come after? Well, that came after. Um, okay. So I was working at Major Market. I don't remember. I quit there because I went to go work at a resort in Rancho Bernardo, <clears throat> and my homie, the one that passed, he followed me there. Dude, we worked there together, and um, he worked there. <clears throat> then I want to say maybe about a year. After that's when I, uh, I met Ruben, chopped it up on MySpace with him. Actually, met Miles. No, I knew Miles from because after I left there, I went to go work at a dealership, and Miles Miles used to work at. Remember Cal Worthington? Yeah, and his dog spot. Yeah, Miles used to work. See Cal. Yeah, Miles used to work at the Carlsbad location. Hours washing cars. Go see Cal. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) you were allowed to say that. Oh, fool. I was a parts driver, fool. Oh, shit. I thought you were, you were going to say like a salesman, dude. I was Hell like, no, fool. Bro. I was a delivery parts driver. I used to deliver fucking all fucking San Diego, fucking uh, Lakeside, fucking um, all Ramona, uh, fucking National City, all San Diego, bro. And yeah, uh, yeah I remember I used, it was fun, fool, because I used to fucking blaze out while I was driving, fool. And, um, but yeah, Fawai did all that. And Is that, that still t- around? What? No, it's a gone. Cal- no, they're gone. They're Bob Baker now. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like during part of that, my time is just like, I always base like, you know, people's memories, they go based off of what you went through. Yeah. Me, I remember all most of my memories. Like if I sat here and I said, oh, fuck, I don't remember this. But I remember I was working. Like I said, I was working here and I was working there when this, all this happened. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So that's when I met... Um, Miles. Miles, bro. I met Miles. I used to say, what's up? I didn't know he was a fucking talented-ass motherfucking musician. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So then shortly after that, that's when I met Miles. That's when I introduced me to Ruben. To uh, and then after that, we just started taking off. It was cool because I I just started going over to Miles' house and hanging out with him more. And that's when Ruben would show up, bro. And them fools be spitting out there in the garage and chilling and shit like that. That's when music. I was like, oh shit, I like you know music. And then you were you were working on dance moves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, like that's all, where Tupac started. He was a dancer. Like all that time when I was working at the at the grocery store and all these other jobs from there on out, bro. That's when I was hard into Easy E, Tupac, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. That's when I. I used to look before that it was like I was always listening to it, but it wasn't mine. It was always my homies, they would have it. But yeah. to that time I was like buying my own shit and having it. You know what I mean? And I remember fucking all my lunch break used to mob across town, go to the warehouse and buy the fucking new release CDs. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was like uh it was uh it was pretty fun, bro. Nothing exciting fool, just like I'm just like any other person, bro. Like So any during during from the time <clears throat> you're a kid up until this time when you're with the commission is there any photography going on in that were you interested in photography whatsoever no okay um, i just used to take pictures but i didn't have a camera full. not i didn't have a camera i mean full everybody either. just used to take pictures just like yeah you know. with with the little remember the uh ones that you should just go drop off and shit yep yep the yeah. disposable cameras yeah but um yeah bro i just fucking i was just regular guy just like anybody else bro nothing super super exciting you know um, when I met Ruben and Miles, that's when we started messing around with music a little bit more. Um, I was more like into mixing down and all that type of shit. Um, mixing down part of the music, watching these guys rap. I used to just sit there and watch Ruben fucking just destroy the microphone, bro. Like, yeah, he's ill. Shout out to Ruben. Shout out to the illest man, like that fucker and Miles, bro. Miles and, Shout out and to Miles. Miles, another home with Jacob. Rest in peace. Like those fools are just make beats, bro. Miles to just sit there for fucking hours, bro, and just make beats after beat after beat. And dude, if I've known somebody like a lot of people like Fruity Loops, Miles was like that fucking Fruity Loop master, bro. Cause that guy would take a fucking sample and just chop the shit out of it, upload it Fruity yeah. Loops, and just make a dopest fucking beat out of it. Like he made that beat out of that Dumbo in that movie Dumbo when they're like, look out, yeah. when I look out. He made a fucking hit for them. They used to open up their shows with that song all the time, bro. Um, After that, Miles was like, dude, we used to do shows and started going to shows, bro. We used to go down to San Diego, do shows over there. Like I said, we opened up for Mitchie Slick. Um, He didn't show up. But, but you were there. But I was there. I showed up. And showed um, up. I remember Miles used to wear a big-ass big punch shirt, fool. <laughs> Big pun fan, bro. Big ass, huge big pun fan, bro. But that's how you just tell Miles. Just doing shows, fool. And with so that this shit, is what like mid two mid mid two thousands, mid two thousand, bro. And um, and as far as you know, with that, you know what goes on with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know what goes on with yeah, that. Yeah. So all that a lot shit. of a lot of uh, crocheting <laughs> and and knitting classes. Yeah, knitting classes. You know, uh, a lot of group you're events. Not, you're not working in the meat department on displays anymore, dude. Nah, a lot of group events, a lot of group meetings, you know. Yes. Yes. Meeting new people, saying hi to your new friends and stuff like so that. So during that time, how, how many kids did you have at that point? Still had your, your, your three? Yeah, my three. That's it. That's okay. it. I had my three. And then they moved away Um, 2006. Okay. They moved away and I was here 
I stayed here, but that's when shit got even worse. Um, that's up to you if you want to share that or not. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna force the issue, dude, because I know your family's there and stuff like that. So no, 2000, I, 2006, they moved away. I was, you know, visiting them. Everything was kosher. They weren't being treated right. You know how it is. I told you the story. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll, I'll share certain amounts. I'm not saying it because I don't want to. I just did right here. So, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, I want to respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, How about this? Know, Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's not go into detail. Uh huh. Just give a high level of they were going through some rough stuff. Yeah. And then just come in with how you had to make changes in your life to give them a safe haven. How about that? Yeah, I have to go. It was a lot of tough stuff. Um, <clears throat> actually, I want to thank my wife now for opening my eyes because during that time I was just running buck wild, bro. I thought being a dad was I thought being a dad was giving money. You know what I mean? Did you like, know her then? Your wife then now or no? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, um, okay, gotcha. So from the moment they left, I was just giving money, giving money. I would go up there, visit them twice a week, bring them down, spend time with them, but they weren't being taken care of right, and I didn't see that. To me, giving the money. Was we'll taking care of them. We'll take care of them. Um, they were real. My sister used to tell me that, but me being in the shit that I was in, I'm like, ah, I give them money, they're taken care of. Then everything took a turn for the worse. Um, everything was just, I was living life. And my boy, May 1st, 2008, that's when shit just went downhill. Um, mm-hmm. I remember that day vividly. Uh, I was closing at the dealership and uh, I was closing down the parts department. My sister called me up. She's like, hey, can you go pick up, pick up Nano? So I'll pick him up. I'm like, dude, I can't. I got something to do. Of course, you know where I was going, bro. Um, yeah. And like, nah, I'll pick him up afterwards. I'll see you guys at the house. But what? Shit, bro. This was like around 545. I get a call around 615. My sister and my mom crying that he hadn't gotten hit by a car. Um, he got hit. And I remember I used to drive down, for those that know Escondido, I used to drive down from the auto parkway, take 9th Avenue all the way down, make that ride on Escondido <sighs> Boulevard, and go down to 13th to where I, you know, where I lived. And I remember that day, I said fuck it i remember i didn't have any gas in my car because i'm like i'm gonna put gas afterwards i took off i didn't think about it and that day i made that right on center city parkway and i'm made that right i'm banked that right so i'm coming down down the down the it's like down the street and i see a bunch of ambulances paramedics cops and i'm like nah it, it, it wasn't him you know what i mean so i kept going i kept going and i sure enough i i pulled up to this to the center lane to to um make that left and i found out it was him because his shoe and his bike were in the middle of the street yeah and i'm like oh my god i put my car in park and i got off and there was a cop and i'm like dude what, what happened here like oh you got to get in your car Gotta get in your car. I'm like, that's my son right there. Where's he at? And um, they had taken to the to the to the hospital. So I remember I went to the house. Nobody was home, and I was still remember this. I was still driving with an empty tank of gas. Um, 
I get to the hospital, everybody's there. And I remember I wanted to see him. And the doctor was like, no, no, you can't see him right now. You know, mom could only go in there, but he was in ICU, bro. And I remember, bro, I looked, I was in the hallway and I was like in shock, bro. I was like throwing up. I was fucking just a mess, bro. I remember, bro, I turned right and I looked down, right down the hallway and I saw him there in the gurney, fucking all bled with the fucking doctors working on him, bro. And that image yeah. stuck in my head till this day. I went back outside. All of a sudden, I see the helicopter. You know, they know the hell life lights. It says, you know, fucking children's hospital, fool. And I remember they took him out, fool. And when I saw him then pushing him out towards the helicopter, I remember I ran, bro. Because I wanted to go there with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I ran, bro. And everybody stopped me. And I was just bawling, bro. Like, I want to go with him. I want to go with him. Where's it going? It got to the point, bro, where they took my car keys away and they drove me to to the. I had a friend um, that drove me there, and he got there. I remember I waited there, and um, I saw the helicopter come in and they were they took him in and I was just there and they told me like, dude, you gotta go home. You gotta go home and get some rest. And I, I couldn't, bro. You know I couldn't. So my sister's like, take my car go back home with my mom and i remember bro you know like when something happens bro you, you you lay down and you fall asleep but you wake up like with your fucking head just hurting and shit you know yep um i fell asleep on the couch and i remember a loud yell i'm saying like one two in the morning bro i, I remember a loud like yell my mom just fucking crying like oh he's gonna die he's gonna die and i'm like what the fuck dude like i got up and i i didn't know what the fuck to do bro I was like, what? I, I I took off, bro, my pajamas. And when I was, I remember I was merging onto the 163. It hit me. I'm like, dude, where the fuck am I going? You know, because I was yeah. just like, I was just out of it, bro. Um, And I pulled up. Um, I left my I left my sister's car there because my car still had no gas. And um, I got there and my sister was like, dude, this, this, this it's not good. It's not good what they're saying. Um, he's in very critical condition um, he's like technically like brain dead mm-hmm. I'm like no it can't be true you know what I'm saying like it, it can't be true like this can't be happening they put us in a room they put us in a room together and they told us the severity of the, of, of the injuries um, he had a C1 and C2 fracture his neck was broken and he was technically brain dead so they wanted to unplug him and we didn't let we didn't let them do that we said no um this happened may 1st so we're there bro and fuck dude like it just the days just went by and he wasn't like his neck was broken but some of his nerves and cords were still hanging like you know like when you rip a wire out there's still a little wire yeah. um that what was going on with him bro yeah he had a severe severe injury on his leg and my sister they told my sister like you have to amputate his leg or he's gonna uh or he's gonna die because he's gonna catch an infection mm-hmm. so my sister was like you need the parent you need the other parent and at that time he wasn't in he wasn't in my nephew's life and they're like we need another family member signature to make sure that you're doing the right choice and um I remember, bro, they called this into a meeting room <clears throat> because 
Children's Hospital used to have a McDonald's. I don't know if they still have it or not. But uh, I remember I was there and I, I was eating some McDonald's fries and my sister's like comes sits to comes near me and she's like, hey, um, I need your signature. They're gonna cut his leg off. And they need a, uh, they're gonna cut his leg off and I need I need your signature. And I remember I said, bro, I said, is this gonna you know help him? Is this gonna is, is this gonna save his life? And my sister was like, yeah, they're gonna, we're gonna go talk to the doctor right now. So his leg was pretty bad damage, bro, because when the car, when, when the car hit him, he put his foot down to like, you know, get his balance. So the bumper and the pedal, so his leg was between the bumper and the pedal, and it just yeah. crushed the shit out of his calf, bro. And <clears throat> they're like, we have to, we have to, <clears throat> we have to cut his leg off. <clears throat> I signed it. I signed it. And I said to myself, like, may he forgive me when, when he wakes up, because I knew he was going to wake up. I just didn't know when he was in a yeah. coma. You know, they said he was brain dead. His brain was pretty bad damage, bro. Um, I signed it. They took him into surgery, and he was still unconscious, bro. And Mother's Day, Mother's Day came, bro. And Mother's Day came, and he fucking woke up, dude. Hell yeah. He fucking woke up. I was working. I was working and they call me, bro. And they're like, he's awake. And I went to go. Hold on. What you guys doing? Keep it down, yeah? Keep it down, please. So I remember he woke up and I didn't believe it. Um, fuck. My bad, dog. No worries, man. So let's fast forward, right? I think you shared. I think you shared. Um, I think you shared a lot, man. Honestly, and, and and knowing knowing the story personally, I think you guys did what you thought was best. Um, I think you honestly possibly saved his life, and you had you had quite a few good years with him, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's talk about we know we, we, I don't want to I don't want to invalidate the the situation, but I want to know what you personally as a man were going through at that time, dude. I don't know, like, man. can you actually can you actually because some people can't. Yeah. Can you actually look back and see yourself and what you were doing, or is it just all like a, or is it all just like a a, a blur? A dream, a fog, a cloud. Oh man, I was, I was like lost. Uh, I was lost. Yeah. Um. He had a, a trachea. Yeah. A trachea. They did surgery because he couldn't talk at that time because he had the the tube down his throat. So they did his surgery and they're like, oh, we don't know if he's ever going to talk again. So. I remember I was working. I, I was promoted because I was a driver and I got promoted to selling parts. And I remember <clears throat> I was working because I would, I would, I would leave work, go to the hospital, leave work, go to the hospital, stay the night there, wake up in the morning, come home, shower. This was my day to day for like six, seven months straight, back to back. Yeah. You know, I saw my kids. Um, and. One day I was working and they said, well, Luis, you have a call holding. I had a call holding and I'm like, cool, take a message. 
because I was busy with another customer. And I remember they're like, no, you want to take this call. So took the call and it was him. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. It was him. Raspy voice. Sound like the DLC. Uh, um, he's like, hey, dude, I'm up. I mean, come see me right now. Remember I told my boss, hey, I got to go. No, he's awake. My boss was like, cool with He's like, go ahead, man. I remember I drove down there, dude. He was awake. He was awake. And uh, after that, they were like, they still told us he was going to die. Um, they say, you know, people with injuries like that don't last. Yeah. Um, uh, he had the same injury Christopher Reeve had. Yeah. But as I know, Christopher Reeve. And um, so he. We did that shit for like nine months, eight months straight. We we learned how to take care of him, just me and my sister, because um, they wanted to put him in a home. So so we're like, oh nah, fuck that. We're gonna bring him home. So I had to learn how to take care of him. I had to learn. What are you guys looking at? Well, I had uh, we had to learn how to take care of him. Because he was, you know, from the neck down. Um, from the neck down. So I had to learn how to do all that shit, bro. My sister wasn't in her right mind. So I had to step up and get all that shit done. So they used to give us, like, a ventilator machine. And they used to have to, used to, have to set it to the certain, you know, to the two settings to where he could breathe fine. And we had to clean it up. Clean it up, take it apart, put it back, and they were watching us, bro. So I did all that, fool. I aced all that shit, and I even learned I was the only person that he trusted to change his trachea. So, God willing, we got him home, bro. Mm -hmm. They gave him to us. He had a nurse um, that would take care of him. You know, insurance would pay for all that and what. So, um, my sister quit work. So it was a real tough time. So I remember I used to go, I used to go spend nights with him and just be there watching him at night just to make sure he was good. You know, I would do everything, bro. Uh, change his diaper, help my sister change his diaper. Um, everything, bro, everything you could think of. And I would, you know, every, like once or twice a week, I would change his trachea and he just trusted me. And yeah. like that time, bro, like, it was like crazy because I did so much with him. Like I lived, uh, it was like I lived without. You could say I lived without any sin, bro, because it was just me and him. We would go out to Raider games together, Padres games, and we just did so much together, bro. That it was just you know, fucking awesome, bro. And my kids were involved with it too, and. Um, I met my wife you know my wife met him you know everything was cool and um my wife liked him a lot he liked my wife a lot you know he always used to tell me that um <coughs> hold on He always used to tell me that uh, he wanted me. 
he always wanted me to behave and to be a better man, be a dad to my kids, and for me to to bring him home. You know, bring my kids home. Yep. I remember. I promised him that I would. <laughs> yeah. But then 2010 came around. I remember I was with my wife. I was with my wife shopping at Las Americas. And it was a it was a Saturday. That no, that Friday before it was pouring rain, bro. I was working at AutoZone at the time. And I went to go see him during my break. Yeah. It was pouring rain. And I went in there. I was in a hurry. I went in there to see him. You know, talk to him for a few minutes. And then he's like, oh, drive safe. Drive safe. That was the last thing he ever told me. Um, I went out shopping with my wife. For Christmas, and not for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas was coming up because it was ending in November. Mm-hmm. And I remember my wife's like, "Let's go see Saul." I'm like, "Ah, yeah, you know, he it's already late and he has a hard time falling asleep." So she's like, "Okay, let's just go. We'll go see him tomorrow, which was Sunday." I remember in the morning, my phone was just blowing up. And just going off and going off. I didn't know who it was. I look at my cell phone. And my sister texts me like, oh, Saul's dead. I rolled out of bed. I jumped out of bed. I'm like, what the fuck? I look, I listen to my voicemails. And my mom is yelling, Saul's dead, Saul's dead. Like yelling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I still have those voicemails to this day. And sometimes I listen to them. And sure enough, dude, my wife drove me there. And when I got there to the house, like the cops were out there. And I remember I ran through everybody. I pushed the cop out of the way, like, don't fucking touch me. And I remember I ran into the room, bro. By the time I got there, he was already he was already dead on the floor, bro. And I remember I ran up to him and I grabbed him and he was already dead I'm like dude wake up he was like just dead (laughs) like all that all that shit like everything we did everything we did and it was just over like that but you know what dog it was all worth it yeah Yeah. No, no regrets dude no regrets no, not at all. And I remember this happened in 2010. And ending of 2012, I, 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 I finished his promise. And I brought my kids home. Nice, dude. But during that meantime, I fell into a deep depression, bro. Because yeah. I feel like if I would have picked them up that day from work, it wouldn't have happened. And that shit lived with me for a long time. Yeah, I like bet. If, if I would have picked them up that day... Still be here with me at home. Yep. Yeah, it's just, I fell into a deep depression. I fell into drugs. 
you know, and I was just lost. I don't know. So I, what, what? At what point? So now you just lost. You lost. You lost your son. You got your kids back. Two thousand twelve. At what point in your life? Because you, I, 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 I can understand you're in a dark place, and you said you were falling into drugs. And you and I have, have talked about your your pill problem, and 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 and, and, and you've mentioned it a, a, quite a few times on the show. Yeah. At what point were you just like, you know what? Fuck this! I got to do something different. Because there has after, there, there's there's a point that you have to get to. Yeah. After I got custody of my kids. I'm like, I got to get it in gear. I was already kind of getting it in gear because my wife, you know, she yeah. can't be, she, till this day, she keeps me well grounded. Yeah. She don't put up with your shit. That's why. Yeah. She don't put up my shit. Well, I was all over the place. You know, she got she that big ass dog that'll attack you too, dude. Yeah. Um, that's till I'm like, I got to get it in gear. And it was hard. Um, personally, one of the people that was there for me the most was my friend Corey, the one that died in, um, Ruben, yeah, Ruben was with me through some dark times, and I love him for that. Yeah, and, and, and we don't, and like I said, we don't need to go into the description of those dark times because right now, you, I respect you, dog, and I want you to, I want you to understand this, and I want you to listen to me here, dude. Like the story you just told in detail, I personally have not been able to do that with my son's situation. Yeah, and, and not a lot of people know it. Like you just gotta no. know what, you know, like me, like even though. I know, and I know it's hard, dog. I mean, I, I I know, dude. Like, but I think it's a part of you understanding. You know what I'm saying? Your place in this world, dude, and what you did and what you were able to do. Yeah, um, but I, you know, like I share with you, like even though I've known you for about what, a year, two years, almost. I feel like almost two years. Feel like we got like I got a strong connection because of what we've been through. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I could talk to you about anything. And 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 like you said this week, dude, was it a when we're text messaging each other? Like even if we're not, I mean, dude, a podcast, a podcast, dog. I don't give a fuck, dog. Like we could stop the podcast today, and I yeah. think we'd still chop it up throughout the day, bullshitting and sending each other memes, and shit, and yeah, clowning each other, bro. So I think yeah. it just it kind of all fell into place. Yeah, it's like I we've both had very similar struggles yeah you know what i'm saying and we've heard a lot we've been hurt a lot too um, but after that like ruben was there for me and i love him for that he was there for me at my yeah. lowest when i needed somebody he was always there my wife was my wife changed me bro i don't know where i would yeah. be without my wife um she held you accountable bro she held it. she's holding you accountable for your actions so this day my wife doesn't she don't fuck around but (laughs) with that bro like it just after that just slowly slowly just started to getting better so when did when did photography come in because it seems like to me like for you photography is a healing photography for you photography came dude when honestly when the first iphone came out (laughs) okay because i just 2003 ah later than that bro seven 2007 yeah for when did it come out um, let me see. First iPhone release date. Two thousand seven, bro. You got two thousand seven, yeah. Um, I started taking pictures and I started editing them little by little here, and it just I liked it a lot. 
took pictures, edited them, but never really took it serious. Till one day I was walking with my wife at Costco and I saw a camera bundle and I bought that bitch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own photography business. And I started just fucking taking pictures, bro. And it's funny because it's funny that we're talking about that now. I went and looked through the first set of pictures that I did. Like my first wedding, like my first wedding and my first photo family session. <laughs> I looked at it, bro. And I looked at because we went to Disneyland for my daughter's birthday and I started taking pictures there. And I'm like, I looked at the pictures. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> now that you know, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? And I actually called my first client that I had that was a wedding. Um, never called back. I, she called me back. I called her back, but never got linked up. This is just when I was quarantined. And now I actually went in there, dude, and I started re-editing the pictures that I took to, yeah, from them to now, you know? And I looked at him, bro, and I was like, dude, what the fuck was I doing, bro? Yeah, but someone believed you enough to, to, to hire you. I mean... Yeah, it... Uh, I swear to God, full fucking pictures look like they were they were they look like comic book pictures. They're just so colorful. And after that, dude, I don't even know, bro. I just started taking pictures, taking pictures, and then I started watching a lot of YouTube videos, which I need to start doing again to focus on photography, more photography. Uh huh. But but you know how we podcast. You know how we love podcasting. Hey, in drama. Hey, fool. You know how we love that shit, bro. Um, good podcasting or drama. All that shit, bro. That shit we fucking said each other back and forth. I don't like but, the drama. But, you know, motherfucking podcasters going at each other. People going at each other. Silly Oof. shit like that. Ooh. So, like the last interview you told me to check out, fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. But uh, then I got hired. I posted a picture in this in my Instagram for the city of Vista. And, boom, got hired for the city of Vista to do the photography events and shit like that. I was like, I, still at that point, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean? Ooh. I was still just taking pictures, click, click, boom, and they set me up with my business license and all that other shit. But after that, it just started, you know, slowly, like, oh shit, this picture here, this picture there, and it's kind of like I, I love taking. I'll take pictures of anything, bro. And uh, it's just been photography is kind of like my healing. And then I got pod- a question. Podcasting. No, I will so, not do a photo shoot with you and just uh. Dude, it's, it's for my it's it's for my it's for my personal content, dude. It's for my it's a it's a limited. You, you buy a limited ticket and there's a raffle to see it live. It's like that Wu Tang tape, bro. Oh, you shit. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's worth some money, bro. It's Wu Tang, dog. It's Wu Tang, dog. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's worth. Um, some- <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Why in the hell? Oh, you cut off, fool. You hear me? Yo. Yo. Hey, bro, you cut off. Okay, there you go. <laughs> why? Why? Hey, you, fro- you froze up. Am why, I good why? now? Yeah, you're good. Why the hell did you decide? Hey, let me start the let me start a podcast and let me get podcast shit together. What was your What was your original vision of the podcast? Because I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't on fucking Zoom or nah. over the anchor. What was your vision of, of the original podcast show? I have, I have a good friend who I learned a lot from, photography wise, and very smart. A very smart person who is 
on top of his A game in photography, videography, and he always told me to start up a podcast. Dude, let's do a podcast. As a matter of fact, he's the first, which the episode is still available, the very, very first uh, podcast, and it was featuring him. And after that, he just told me, like, dude, do a podcast, bro. Do a podcast. You know, photography. My my original thing was to do vid, uh, photography podcast, which after the first episode, I was like, ah, I don't want to do that shit. You know what I mean? And then after that, bro, like, he still kept pushing me. Like, dude, you drop another show yet? No. Drop another show yet? No. And then after that, slowly, I took that break and slowly started bringing uh, people in. And so your break, your break was what? I quit? Or yeah. let me figure this shit out or life yeah. got in the way no I quit I was like I, 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 I was like people were bailing out on me I was like fuck how am I gonna do a show just me you know what I'm saying like and two years hey, and two years later ain't nothing changed yeah two years later we still fucking rocking this bitch people and, still uh, bailing out oh yeah big time but everybody asked me not, if, not after 15 minutes though huh people asked me who you've had on my, no the first <laughs> people asked me like who you had and, you know people before you joined the show <laughs> yeah 15 minutes bro i still got that shit too so they asked me like we got a show and i i've had just a number of guests but i had urban pope you know producer for you know game and all these other cats cool show matter of fact just spoke to that i, I just spoke to him he wants to get on the show again i think i would really love to have you guys chop it up because you guys are very influenced by music and shit um but anyways, like I should, after I did a night uh, uh, in, in, uh, interview with a certain individual, that's when they linked us up. Like, hey, you gotta get this cat on him. And bro, right. after that, Murder She Wrote done. We here already. So the one thing I will say, Albert, and I'll share, I'll share it with everybody. I haven't told you, but I like having guests because somebody's story is gonna inspire me. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Today, today I know, dude. I didn't expect the interview to go the way it did i mean we're we're deep into it bro yeah. right yeah but i learned something and dude i respect you even more for being able to share that kind of detail and go into that detail about a tragic and devastating moment in your life i don't know if you've seen what i posted today with the 10-year challenge right yeah um for me the last 10 years have been very challenging and the picture's not going to tell you that but like I said, you know, tragedy and tears have to have come, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, victory and focus, man. Yeah. And short triumph and focus. It, 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 yes, it hurts. Yes, it's traumatic. Yes, it's devastating. But shit, man, turn around. Look what you have right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, uh, I don't want to cut you off, bro. But, you know, we said musical. What I used to listen to, um, you know, back in those days. Well, I used to bump your shit, bro. Nah, <laughs> I did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to listen to you. Sometimes I'm like trip out. Like, oh, this is my homie right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my brother right here. You know what I mean? You're like, and you're all looking at me like you didn't rap all that. You didn't rap all that. For there's me. a there's a ghostwriter. Yeah, like when you're fucking joking around, texting around, like, oh shit, and then people are like, oh fuck, that's that's that that's him. I'm like, who? Oh shit, the killer. The killer he doesn't like the camera yeah it's like, like <laughs> oh definitely like you will so the people ask me like oh no gpa like, like <laughs> dude he's gonna start rapping she ain't faded it bro no hell no like, she ain't. 
Yeah. She ain't having it done. So people like you know people tell me oh shit that's that's actually him GPA I'm like who when people ask me like oh GPA I'm like who Gilbert I don't even call you GPA you know what I'm saying like they're like who you're like GPA like who airport average oh you have a you have a great port average calculator great port average that's my kids initials for their school there he is they got also when it's it's also an abbreviation when you call somebody grandpa Japa grandpa Japa yep. Yeah, so bro. yeah, man. Dude, it's crazy, like bro. I said, you told me, you told me before we did the story, dog. Yeah, I, just, not a, I don't have anything to say. What are we gonna talk about? Yeah. I, mean, I don't have an interesting story, but I guarantee you, bro, what you did today, and if you choose to put it in its entirety out, oh, I'm gonna leave that's only up to you, bro. It's all coming out. Like bro. you're gonna inspire somebody that possibly needs to hear your story and say, "Fuck, if you can do it, I can do it." Yeah, like uh, both our stories, bro. Mm-hmm. But this is about you. This is not even about me right now, dog. I told you that. Yeah, I've talked too much and so much about myself, dog. I didn't even like I said. I don't. When they asked, say, hey, you know what? What about what about Albert? And I was telling my wife, like, I know bits and pieces, but I don't know your struggles. I don't know your full story, and your story is interesting, regardless if you think it, it's not. For me, I'm really into people's stories, dude. I'm into into engagement of people's stories because everybody has a story to tell. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you think you're a boring person, bro. You have a story to tell. Yeah. And yeah. You did it today. Yeah. You didn't think you were going to. You're fucking nervous. I hardly asked any questions. Yeah. It's just, you know, just once you start talking, bro, like like you said, yeah. once, you, once you start talking, you're like... Yeah, but yeah. like 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 your interview, though, bro, and I, and I want to say this out to whoever hears it, and if it applies to you, it applies to you, though. Like your interview, you you are gonna be in those moments where you think about that stuff and you're down on yourself and you're sad. But like the interview, you can't stay in that moment. You gotta you gotta keep on progressing because if not, oh, what yeah. you learn and what you accomplished and what you cherish in that time is for nothing because you're not enjoying what's what left. Got, what's got now? Yeah, yeah. Don't you look out like even you know even like after you know we have hard times, we still have hard times. It's, hey, that's the album. Soft times, soft times. Like, don't you like still like fuck? Like, you think about it, you're like fuck. I'm, I'm. Oh yeah. I'm Every actually, day. I'm actually pretty good. I'm not doing that bad. Every day. I'm doing good. Like, I'm doing Every good. Day. Like, when I stub my toe, I'm like fuck, man, this is my life. So, oh wait, no, it doesn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, fool. Like, that's uh, that's that's it right there. That's man. your story. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It's uh. I okay, hope- go ahead now. You've been practicing. I gave you weeks, dude. You got to sing acapella. Carrying out by Luther Vandross, oh, ladies shit. and gentlemen, ALR, shit. ALR. You have it, dude. Hit it. Turn on the turn on the instrumental. Get the lyric. Get the instrumental with the lyrics on YouTube, and we'll wait. <laughs> this Let's is go. the motherfucker should be like boycotting this shit. Like, hey man, Let's don't go <laughs> So, oh, so, 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 those of you who are taking notes, we're gonna have points, dude. He grew up. In the upper county, right? Yes. He dealt with meat and displayed it. Yeah. <laughs> and, also and messed with a little bit of. I also messed with a little fish. Yeah, little fish. He fucking left his homie stranded at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy, let me take, hey, one more funny up? thing. Go ahead. When I started uh, kicking it with Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I went to his bed, he's like, "Hey, 
Don't tell nobody where I live. Hell yeah, it's privacy. It's, pri- it's yeah. private, homie. And I think that's where like I earned his respect because I never told nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like even till this day. But, yeah, uh, some sh- people aren't like that though. Some people aren't like that. Yeah, shut um, up. And then you also, and then you also shared with a tragic time in your life and how you were able to transcend and and become the person you are to be able to 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 be there for your family, bro. And you yeah. know what? Shouts out to your wife, dude, because she puts up with your shit, dog. Oh, shout out to my wife, man. And I've Hunt- never met your I never met your wife, dude. But shout out to your wife, dude, because you're a handful. I already know. Oh, dude, I heard I have to put up with it, homie. Yeah, my wife. Wa- you need to go buy her ice cream. Do I, you Sh- want to go get an ice cream? I, <laughs> huh? I bought her some Frank cookies. Frank will be here in the third. So. I bought her some cookies. Um, but dude, shout out to my wife, man. She put. I am like. I am not the easiest person to fucking deal with. Um, no, you're not. I have more mood swings than a motherfucker. But at the end of the day, bro, I'm just trying to. And you don't know when to shut the fuck up. Sometimes. Yeah, I I don't know that much. But I tell you what. Yeah. You know when to when she's around. Like. Oh yeah. Even the, That's like, good though, man. Even like the political shit that I've been going off on Instagram, she's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. She's I, like, you need people like me. You need fucking people like me. And Wave sometimes, your fucking fingers say, hey, there goes yeah. ALR. There goes ALR. Because I said so. I said so. But yeah, bro, like, shout out to my wife, man. She puts up with my ass. Shout out to your wife, too, because I'm pretty sure you're a fucking pig. Dude, I'm an angel, bro. Yeah. An angel, yeah, right. I am an angel, dog. We should, you know, one day we should get them on there and interview them on the show, and, yeah. And, and we'll see who's who's see who's the more angel, dude. My wife's like, she's gonna be like, no, he was in a, he was an int- very interesting and articulate person when I met him. Uh, he was in, he was into art and sculpting and and, and writing poetry, and just yeah. so happened to be writing street poetry at the same time. Yeah, dude, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, fool! Shout out to Ruben. With Ruben, shout out to the illest. This, that's actually how I met my wife too through them. No, no so, doubt. Hey, when Ruben's Ruben's uh, girl was about to give birth, his truck broke down. His truck was broken down. I was on a date. <laughs> I was on a date, and he called me. Hey, dude, I need to ride to the hospital. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just popped up in my head. I love that fool, man. But yeah, bro, fucking, that's my story, man. You know, what I'm saying? And that, want, that's when he part of your story. We still didn't get in deep, bro. But we're like, we're deep nah. into it. what episode is this now? Oh, fuck it, like seventy three, seven tray. Is that the year you were born? No, you were born no, nineteen eighty. No. You were born nineteen eighty. Everybody wanted to know the seventy three. Now everybody want to know the AGE. Girls on the tip, fellas too, it seems. Had everybody thinking I was only 15. The fellas would ignore me. The ladies would ignore me. What was I to do? Um, see, see nah, that bro, shit? I'm not, I'm not. I didn't write that shit. Dude, I've known that since I was 12. Yeah. Uh, no, 73 is not the year. I was hey, born, I want to give a shout out to all the people, bro, that know we put out the show. Um, All, all of the peoples. All the peoples that messaged us and seen if we were all right. It's not that we're good. It's just sometimes getting together to put this together is very hard. <laughs> yeah. And two weeks, dude, like every other week, it's. Yeah. And as far as people, better. I got to, I got to, uh, I got to uh, work on my promotion part of it. So I got to work on that a little bit. And then I want to say Raiders won. Yeah. Just. And then for the, all the people, I didn't even post anything, dude, because I'll probably post I want to take this time. I don't care if we even win this week, bro. But I will say about the game on Saturday and everybody that was talking shit, 
including you, brother. Yeah, fool. I was like, but it was fun. This is for your lips. What's that smell? That's your lips, dude. Fish, fish market. Fish market. I know. Are you saying? Are you saying the Raiders won't because salsa? Oh, salsa. Salsa. Hey, that shit stuck around. Salsa. Hey. The the, the, the yeah. Raiders went ahead for the field goal. Do you know why? Because Sosa yeah. got on the phone. He said, you know what I, I do? Like I've been I've been honestly on my fuck the Raiders all year long. And I contacted you and I was like, bro, I want to watch this game. And the reason why I wanted to watch the game is because I wanted to give my kids, my boys, a glimpse into what it was like in my childhood when it meant something for that game to happen. That was a shootout. When, when both teams were in a position, like one team goes home, one, one goes in. to the playoffs. It's been years for that to happen. And literally, dude, in the game, I was sitting down with my fucking ears and my head was hot because my blood pressure was up. Mine too. My oldest son, who's not even a Raider or a Charger fan, is pacing back and forth at the fourth at the at the overtime. Yeah. My youngest son's over there trying to like, oh shit, they, the, you know, the Raiders win the game, and my sons are coming up and giving me high fives, dude, and. Ten years ago, they would have been like "fuck the Raiders," but yeah, it was a good opportunity, though. Bro, hey, so watch um, him win and, and bomb on my kids. I will say one thing though, like speaking, like that kid, what's his name, Justin Herbert? That dude's a legit quarterback, bro. Dude, you know what was cool about that guy? And I don't see many quarterbacks do that right now. His hair, he's like, yeah, he gets all the chicks. Dude, fourth and ten, fourth and twenty, seven times in a row. Oh yeah, fourth. Oh, we're going for it. Fuck all that. Fourth a la verga, homie. That's yeah. what he was telling them. Fourth a la verga, homie. Yeah, the Raiders were gonna call the time. The Raiders were actually gonna need the ball and tie the game, but then the Chargers called the timeout. So then Sosa said, "Derek Carr, I need you to." Get- Sosa said, "Siéntate a la verga." Then Sosa said, "And they're like, don't say it." About Sosa, don't say it. So yeah, man. Thanks for sharing your story, bro. It was very interesting whether you thought so or not. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate you opening up, and I think everybody else is going to understand who you are as a person versus it being the the GPA show. Yeah. Um, huh. Uh, but, nah, I think so, it was good. It was dope, man. So this has been another episode of the GPA show available so on all thank you for Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, to the man you've been waiting for. ALR, the original ALR seven six zero photography podcast host. I'll play I'm your host. Zone. I'm your host, the GP to the A. Tune in in two weeks for our next episode, where ALR starts to detail his process in preparing for his EP release of all your favorite love jams that are in Spanish and English, rock en español, God damn. and. Oldies in Los Gallos. So, <laughs> until next time, until next time, I'm GPA, and we're bidding you good night. Good night. Peace, everybody. <laughs>